Hello everybody, this is the one and only deputy of MovieDeputy.com bringing to you straight talk reviews straight out of movies that have been interrogated deeply for their plot and content. I take pride in what I do in looking at not necessarily just all of the Hollywood mumbo jumbo the stuff that most people could care less about. No, I'm not disparaging any of the ones who want to study film and want to focus on like all the little details of all of that stuff. But for me, I want I want a movie review that somebody's having a conversation with me. I want to know the details of the movie. I want to know age appropriateness. I want to know just the bits and pieces and everything that goes along with that. So that's what I really do my best to try to bring to you. And I'm a little rusty as I've been out of the, doing this for a while. Been dealing with some health issues and some other stuff, but I am so glad to be getting back into movies and stuff again. I have missed it so much. I eat, sleep, and breathe movies. So being kind of out of that for a while just felt so unnatural. If you've been to the website lately, I'm sure you've noticed that not nothing has been updated in quite some time. That's because I'm focusing more on the podcast-only formats. Uh, movies will slowly... Movies and the reviews will slowly disappear from MovieDeputy.com, and it will they will be trans ugh, transferred into a podcast-only format. I'm tripping over my own words at the moment, but I'm rambling on enough about that. I want to really get to telling you about the most recent movie I watched. I watched the new Transformers movie, Rise of the Beasts. Now, there's been a lot of Transformer movies that are been out over the years. There were the ones back in the 80s and 90s, and then there was a big gap where we didn't see or hear much about Transformers for a long time. And then in 2007, Transformers movies came out. The Transformers movie came out, and I did give that one a six and a half. The next one was Transformers Revenge of the Fallen in 2010. That got a six and a quarter. The next was Transformers Dark of the Moon. Now, I don't know about you, but that title is definitely missing a word because it's supposed to be like Dark Side of the Moon, not Dark of the Moon. That's one of the, it's, that's bugged my brain ever since that movie came out. But that came out in 2011 and got a six and a quarter. Transformers Age of Extinction is kind of where Transformers lost me. It was supposed to be the, the reintroduction of the Dinobots and everything, and they were an afterthought in that movie. So don't be too shocked that my score on that one was only a four and a half. Now, the next one after that was Transformers The Last Night. That one came out in 2017 with a score of a 6.75. Then I was really amazed. They came out with like a Bumblebee story that was just all about like the backstory of Bumblebee. And that one in 2018 really blew me away. It actually ended up on my top 10 list for that year. And that one had a score of 8.5. But now I'm finally up to Transformers Rise of the Beast. And you may be wondering, why is she rattling on about all these other ones? Well, it's, I kind of want to give you an idea of what I thought of them kind of along the way. They were good, but they weren't, well, except for Bumblebee, they weren't just like, wow. I know as a kid, I was not the typical like girly girl. It's like I was outside playing in my driveway with my G.I. Joes, my Matchbox Hot Wheels, and of course my Transformers. <laughs> I was a tomboy in most of those, that sense of the word. It's like I, I didn't even own a, a single Barbie, if you can imagine that. But so after Bumblebee, I was trying not to set my hopes too high for this one. But then when I saw it's going to be Rise of the Beast, I'm thinking, oh no, it's going to do what they did with Age of Extinction again. And basically, it's just going to be an afterthought. And I'm so glad that was not the case. So this one, I actually did give it a 7.75 on the deputy scale. 
not quite as good as what Bumblebee was, but a lot better than some of the other ones. I'm going to kind of explain to you why I thought that. The, with the story, it's about Noah, his little brother, and his mom. He has gotten out of the military, and he's just trying to find his place in life. He's trying to get a job, but with some stuff that happened in the military, he's having a hard time getting and finding a job, and his younger brother has sickle cell anemia, and the treatments for him are quite expensive, so he's got to try to find a way to help the family raise money and to help his mom raise money because his mom is working full-time as well, and so kind of because of that, he kind of gets led into some of the stuff that he used to be into before, prior to the military, and with that, he just kind of starts to go down the wrong path again, and one of the things that he's been tasked of doing is stealing a car that's been sitting in a parking garage for quite some time. Seems easy enough, at least at the base level, but that's not the only part of this whole thing going on. At the intro of the story, you're also seeing the Transformers whole intro thing of coming in from outer space and kind of all of the fancy stuff that goes along with that, but we are introduced to what's called the Trans Warp Key. Now, when I first heard the name, I was like, oh, tell me they're not going to go that direction with the movie. But, and thankfully they didn't. It just happens to be just the thing. It's a key that lets them transport from different universes and possibly it's yeah, the possibility of going back to Cybertron. And so that's a whole different thing. And so this piece that contains the trans warp key is actually at a museum. And so it's getting ready to be thoroughly researched and just kind of everything that goes on that. And that's where Elena comes into the picture. Now, as the movie's getting started, it just seems like I'm probably talking about two different movies here, but it's kind of going into both of these intros at the same time. And it makes a lot of sense as it's kind of happening, even though I'm probably not explaining it the greatest. <laughs> But after he goes and tries to steal the car, then they realize he's got to get into this museum and he's got to steal this piece uh, that contains the trans warp key. And in doing so, he gets teamed up with Elena and they are working with Mirage and Optimus Prime is very skeptical of any human help. And it's kind of a different side of Optimus Prime than the, that of which we've ever really seen from him before. He's not really warm and the friendly character friendly character that we're used to seeing is Optimus. It's more of this, he's kind of snobby and just really defensive and very angry. Now, that may not seem like Optimus Prime. It may seem like it might cause a problem for the story, but it makes a lot of sense as the story goes on. But they realize that once they have the one piece of this key, that there's another piece that they have to find. And so it involves like traveling to a different part of the world and all this, all these adventures. But here's where the Rise of the Beast comes in. When they get to, I, when they get to where they're going, I don't want to give too much away on the details on that. But when they get to where they're going, they run into Air Razor and the rest of the animals that are there to help. And they are a huge part of this movie. They are integrated into the whole, every part of the story from, from at least the first third onward. And it's just, you, you, you get excited to watch it. And there's some different quotes. And this movie is full of one-liners. This is one that's going to be quoted and laughed about and remembered for a long time. I think one of the quotes that's just kind of stuck with me the most is, don't be a problem, 
don't go looking for a problem or else there's going to be a problem. Now, I think we can all relate to that one at some level. <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of is the whole thing of working together. And th yeah, there's going to be problems. I mean, no two people want to do the same thing the same way. And so there's a bunch of challenges and stuff. But their whole thing is they have to put these two pieces of the trans warp key together to, like I said, to have any chance of returning home to Cybertron. But there's a problem because somebody else wants the pieces too and they want them to just the the other per, the other character wants them to destroy the planet earth and to destroy cybertron and to destroy other universes that are in their way it's like i said it all has to come together and work together and it's action-packed i will say if you are sensitive to motion sickness there are some scenes that you may have to look away just because of the fast action and just kind of the tipsy topsy turvy every which direction that some of the camera stuff goes and it's it's brilliant the way it's done i i cannot say enough about that and like I said, that's why I ended up giving it such a high score of a 7.75. Like I said, it wasn't quite as good as Bumblebee and everything. And I, I kept waiting for it to just be woke. And it, it honestly, it didn't appear to be at all throughout the movie. And towards the end of the movie, it's one of the comments and stuff that kind of happens between them is until all are one. Now, they're fighting all these battles, and so my brain naturally goes till all are one, like W-O-N. But <laughs> coming out of the movie, I happened to see on a poster that was in the lobby, and I don't know why I didn't notice this ahead of time, but it said until all are one, O-N-E. And I'm like, okay, there it is. Hollywood had to insert that somewhere. But it was not a big part of the movie. There wasn't a lot of the whole modern day, if you think different than anybody else it's a bad thing or any of that there was it was classic transformers and i just i can't say that enough i actually highly recommend this one it, it i would there's a there's a little bit of language in it but it's nothing that i would even like warn people about really like there's a lot of action and stuff like that i even with there being a little bit of language i'm giving this an innocent rating on the deputy scale which pretty much safe for all ages if you are all worried about this movie for your kids feel free to watch it ahead of time if, if, if just in case you don't think it's appropriate for them but like I said even with the little bit of language and everything that there is I definitely would approve this for all ages like I said little kids may not completely understand what's going on with the whole thing and all of that but like I said it should, this one's going to stick with you for a long time it's also important to mention, and I don't want to forget this point, there is the, there is a way that the movie kind of comes to a close at the end that ties into another very popular franchise that leads into what possibly the next Transformers movie might be. And I got goosebumps when I watched this scene, so I'm not going to ruin it for anybody and tell you what it is. I'm sure you can find it somewhere online if you really wanted to know. But my advice is wait until you see it and then pay attention because I was just shocked in a, an amazing way. I 
also want to add in at the end of the credits, and I'm going to start mentioning these in my reviews just because I feel it deserves a mention because if they're taking the time to put a special dedication or a special something in the credits, I want to acknowledge that uh, because the person obviously meant something to the people making the movie. Like I said, it's important that I get that out there and just so to let people experience it. What I'm actually referring to is it says at the end of the credits, in loving memory of Duncan Henderson. I have no idea who Duncan Henderson is, but like I said, if they took the time to actually put the thing in the credits the way that they did, it deserves to be recognized. And he deserves to be recognized because he was important to somebody enough to be mentioned in the credits of the movie. So if you have ever been a fan of Transformers, you definitely want to check this one out. And don't let like some of their misses deter you away from this. I, I'm really excited about this one. So if you are looking for a fun date movie, just a fun with your buddies movie, this one literally, I mean, kind of checks all those boxes on that, or even just a fun one to Netflix and chill at home. It's not on Netflix at this point. I don't know if it ever will be, but <laughs> you kind of get what I mean on that. If you do like this type of review and you want me to keep bringing you these types of reviews and you want the most up-to-date and freshest information that I can provide, please like and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. I know we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, I believe iHeartRadio and a couple other ones <laughs> and many more that I can't even think to, to list off. But I, like I said, I just had to bring this to you and it kind of, ugh, getting all tongue-tied over myself, which means I'm probably about done. But I just want to thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast all the way through. And I hope that this kind of helped you make up your mind on whether or not you want to see this or not. It's so nice to have a story that's not in your face woke and where they're kind of shoving all of that down your throat. And that was just such a refreshing change for me and I was just like yes <laughs> but until next time I can't wait to tell you more about more movies in the near future and stay tuned for more till then bye